Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And Jeff Hathorne joined by the Panthers head coach. Jeff, before we get started, man, around campus, it's been a little chilly. I know you're a Carolina guy. Are you getting used to this cold weather? It's cold, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very cold, but I'm used to it. Um, you know, it, it actually got cold in, in North Carolina, and I live in Oklahoma. It was cold there because you don't have any trees to protect you. Was it, bree- was it crazy, like Chicago yeah. cold? Breeze? It wasn't that cold. It wasn't that cold. <laughs> but it was really cold, and I lived in Richmond, Virginia for a little bit, about five years. It was pretty cold there. It can get, it can get chilly around here. Like, we, we forget about the times where you're complaining about how hot it is, and then you're the, yeah. these days hit. Hey, man, it was like a three-day period last year where it's the coldest I've ever been in my life. Uh, but I survived it. It's North Carolina guy survived it. want to ask you about this team. Eight and three after 11 games. What have you learned so far about this group? Well, you know, I think we've shown a toughness. I think we've shown a resiliency. Um, I think we've been really good defensively. And we have been incredibly inconsistent and at times very frustrating offensively. Um, But even with that, we've managed uh, against, I think, a tough schedule uh, to be eight and three. So we've done some really good things. I'm, I'm proud of our group. I'm proud of where we are right now. I think we've had one bad game where we did not play well and we couldn't get out of it, and that was Nickel State, and they're pretty good. I think we had one really bad half against West Virginia where we just could not score, and that affected everything. Um, But other than that, I think we've done some really good things uh, against a team, Louisville, that was number one in the country at the time with – eight minutes and 44 seconds, it's a five-point game, and we have a lot of momentum. And then there was a couple of plays in there that just changed the momentum. And that's where we have to grow up. We have to be able to get past that. We want to play with emotion, but we can't be too emotional. And so I think we've done some good things. I like where we are. Hopefully we can close out things uh, heading into Christmas and come back refreshed and rejuvenated, ready for one more non-conference game and then ACC play. All right, you mentioned those spurts. When you're showing guys tape, how do you get – how do you try to teach them to take that little segment and stretch it out to a longer period of time? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question, and obviously we haven't had much success with it yet. Um, you know, it's, it's – one of the things I thought from last year, and I thought – this is how we have to make a jump is can we become consistent? Last year we showed signs, but we, we, we weren't consistent. I think we've been consistent with our defense this year. I think that has been consistent. What we have to do is get better offensively. 
We need to get better individually, and then we need to get better collectively. I think individually will help us get better collectively. We have to move the ball a little bit more. We have to screen. We have to understand how much we need each other. And then we have to make shots. That's It, it sounds simple, but usually it is that. We have to be able to put the ball in the basket. It's the Jeff Cable Show here on the Pitt Panthers radio network. And, you know, you mentioned making shots, and I know you work on stuff like that. How, how do you build confidence when guys go through yeah. ups and downs? You know, you want to try to encourage them. Um, the thing we talk about is the quality of our shots. We want to get really good shots, and if we get really good shots, then we'll live with the result. Um, if we're taking bad shots, I'll let them know if we're taking bad shots, and that's something that we don't want to do. Now, if it's the end of a shot clock or something like that, then sometimes it has to be forced. Uh, but we want to try to make sure we're getting good quality shots and then just try to encourage them. We work on it every day. We shoot every day. We try to work on the game shots, you know, the shots we think we'll get in the game. We, we just have to have the courage to step up and make them. Probably not in front of the guys, but as a staff, do you ever sit back and say, wow, this is still a really young team? Yeah. You know, you, you have to, and how do you keep that as part of the equation? I do. You know, look, I, I know where we are as a program. I know we want to be really good right now, and we're trying every day to become that. But I know it's a process, and I think a lot of people want to speed it up. No one more than me and these guys. But I do understand that we have a lot of youth. We have a lot of new guys. Even our veteran guys are sophomores. And then Terrell is a junior. That's our veteran group, and these guys haven't won. So we have to learn. We have to learn how to win these games. We have to learn how to handle these moments like we had against Louisville. All right, some of those sophomores are going to join us as we continue. It's the Jeff Cable Show here on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. Welcome back to the Jeff Cable Show here on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. And Jeff, it's National Football Letter of Intent Day yesterday. So I want to ask you a little bit about your class. You signed it earlier, um, but I know you've got some size and you much needed, and I'm sure you're anxious to get these guys in the fold. We are. You know, when I took this job, obviously, uh, I understood all the things that were working against us, so to speak, in particular 0 for 18. And, and if you look at our first recruiting class, we were able to get Xavier, Trey, and Audis. And those guys came in and did a really good job as freshmen. And then last year, we were able to sign Justin, Gerald, and Kareem. And then late, you know, we were able to get uh, Ryan Murphy and Eric Hamilton. And then we got Ithiel as a transfer. And so when I look at our class, I'm looking at four guys. I'm looking at Ithiel Horton, who has to sit out this year. And then I'm looking at Noah Collier, uh, Max Edmodison, and then John Hughley. And they just bring size, especially the three high school kids. Noah, Noah's grown. Noah's at least six, eight and a half, about maybe even close to about six, nine now. Really athletic, long. I think his best basketball is ahead of him. He can do some things on the perimeter. He can shoot the basketball. Got to become more consistent, but he can do it. He can really run. He can affect the game defensively, guard multiple positions. And that's something that we're looking for, you know, and I think he'll be a great asset. Comes from a great family. It goes to a school, West Town, that produced Cameron Reddish, Muhammad Bamba, and some other outstanding players. Um, John Hughley, I think, is the highest rated of, the, of all of them. He's about 6'9". He looks like some of the older pit players when you look at his body, his physique. He's thick. He's strong. Um, he's talented. You know, we went and watched him the other day. He can, he's got really good touch. He's got great hands. 
He can run. I like it that he has a little bit of a mean streak to him, and he can rebound. And uh, so we're excited about him. And and then Max, Big Max is about 6'10", probably about 240. I think he's got big upside. Right now he can really run. Uh, he's a good athlete, and he can rebound. And so we're excited about all three of them. And then Ithiel, you know, Ithiel's a kid that transferred to us from Delaware, from New Jersey. And, man, he, he's been outstanding in practice. I mean, he's been as good a guard as we have. He can really, really shoot the basketball. We knew that. He shot over 40% as a freshman from the three-point line of Delaware. And we've really talked. I think he's really benefited from playing against Xavier and Trey every day. I think that's helped him so much. And uh, I think he's going to be a very, very good player for us. When you're looking at size and you're recruiting these guys, especially when you start looking at them at freshmen and sophomores, yep. Is there science that you can kind of project how big they're going to be? How do you try to determine what they'll be when they're, <laughs> when they're done as a senior? Yeah, you know, you, you, you don't really know. I mean, there's sometimes if you have a kid that maybe has no facial hair and if you look at his body, it doesn't have hair, then you think, okay, well, he, you know, he may grow some more. If you look at his body, sometimes you can tell. You look at the shoulders, you look at his frame, like he can really put on weight. And we trust our strength coach, Gary Christopher, when we bring him in, we have him meet with him, and he kind of gives us a diagnostic of what he thinks. And so, again, we, we think the thing I'm excited about with, with all three, especially these high school kids, is I think they have big upside. And that's something that we look for. We think we can do a really good job of helping develop guys. Um, and so we look for guys we think can help us right now, but also that have huge upside, and I think all three do. When you come to a new place, how do you go about establishing relationships with coaches and parents and AAU coaches and all the influential people? Yeah, no, it's tough. And, um, you know, it's a great question. You know, we, we, we rely on experience. Um, you are, like for me, when I was at Duke, when I was at Oklahoma as the head coach in VCU, I'm not sure I recruited north of Washington, D.C., of that area, um, Baltimore, that area. And so, actually, I had one kid from Philly. And so, New York and these, you know, like the northern Connecticut, all these states with the prep schools, that's a little bit new for me. And so, going out and trying to meet them, getting them to know me um, as a coach, not just me and my reputation as a player, um, but then just relying on relationships. I have two assistants, Tim O'Toole's from New York. Milan Brown used to be the head coach at Holy Cross. And so he was up in that area and has developed relationships. And so we rely on that. Uh, obviously, in the South, I know a lot of contacts there. And so just trying to get out and get to know people. Who's the most influential person for a 17- or 18-year-old? It depends. It, it really depends. Each of them is different. Normally, it's, it's the mother. But in some instances, it's an AAU coach. It's a high school coach. It could be a dad if the dad is there. Um, it could be someone else. And so one of the things that you try to do is to figure that out. That's what I've always tried to do is to figure out, okay, who is going to help you with this decision? And you hope that the kid is honest and lets you in on who are the influential people. Um, and for me, those are the people I try to deal with. I try to build a relationship with them and communicate with them instead of going and trying to do all these other things. Man, I can only imagine <laughs> what, what that is like. Jeff Capel Radio Show here on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network as we continue we'll be joined by some of Jeff's players right here on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network.
Welcome back to the Jeff Cable Radio Show. Jeff Hathorne with the head coach, Jeff Cable. And we're joined by Xavier Johnson, the 6'3 sophomore out of Woodbridge, Virginia. And I had asked Coach about the season. How do you think the season is progressing, and how are you guys starting to mesh as a group? Uh, it's progressing fast. Um, the team, I, I think, we're starting to come together more and more as we, as we get going in the season. Uh, we're, we're building a good chemistry with each other, I would say that. How do you do that? Does that just happen organically? Do you try to make sure you, you include guys in different things off the court? Uh, I think it comes by like us being together more and more and more. I think that's, that's what gains, gains trust and confidence in each other. Is it also like you can joke around? You could, I, I imagine you guys do a little bit of that as, as Jeff yeah. reacts. Yeah, it's, a, it's a lot of joking around. A lot. Uh, yeah. A lot. I would say the main person is probably Deese. He yes. starts it and then Everybody just starts going on and on. Now, is Audis the guy who starts it, but then he kind of slides into the background and other people take the heat? Yeah, he, he'll <laughs> do that. And then, and then Kenneth will probably gas it up a little bit in the back. Audis definitely starts it. There's no question about that. So he, Audis is like the younger brother that kind of starts something, and then the older brother's like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, give us an idea of what it's like. You guys are in there in the room without coach. What's it like in there? What are you guys discussing? What's the mood like in there? Um, I mean, it's, it'll be happy. It'll be, it'll be down. Uh, we're always encouraging each other. Uh, we'll go get on each other now. And dudes, dudes try to take each other's head off at, at some point. But, <laughs> I mean, after that, they ended up being, being good teammates, and, and they'll, they find each other. I'll tell you what, as a former player, that's the best part. I think if you ask any former player, that's the part that they miss the most. Just the after practice, you're hanging out in the locker room, you're cracking jokes, you're talking about who got killed that day, who got crossed, who got dunked on, and just, like, you just miss that. I know when I finished playing, you know, I missed so many things, but that's the thing that you miss the most. Ex, you come from such a basketball family. How much did you learn from your family and what was it like growing up? Was basketball always the thing for you? Uh, I, mean, I tried football, tried baseball. Baseball wasn't it for me. <laughs> Why not? Uh, my dad put me in T-ball, and I just kept knocking over. I, I knocked the ball, I hit the ball, but I would throw it back with the ball. So. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't it. My mom put me in soccer. Uh, I didn't want to run that much. <laughs> and then, I mean, basketball, I found basketball was my sport in, like, eighth grade, going into my high school. Uh, I found a love for it. Uh, I always wanted to work hard at it. Football just wasn't it, though. I didn't want to get hit. I just kept <laughs> Now, there's a lot of contact in basketball. Maybe you, I'm sure you found that out. Mm -hmm. So it's maybe not that dissimilar, except there are no pads on. Yeah. I mean, nah, you don't want to get hit in football, though. <laughs> <laughs> you can hit as hard as you want to in football, like, and it's celebrated. Yeah. Our sport, that's not that. No. It's but physical. But there is it's contact. Not, it's contact. There is it's contact. Physical, but it's not like that. I, I know uh, you pride yourself, and we're joined by Xavier Johnson here on Jeff Capel's radio show, uh, on being a very good Fortnite player. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I stopped, though, honestly. I, I don't play Fortnite. You don't play it anymore? No, sir. <laughs> Why? Um, you just got so good that you, you had no competition? Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I, mean, I just stopped playing, though. Uh, I, play, I play Call of Duty more now. Do you? Uh, yeah, I play with the form, my former teammate, uh, Joe, Joe Mascara. Oh, yeah. yeah. I play with him and his boys a lot. What do you enjoy about 
those games? I mean, what is it about those games that um, like reality? Escape? I mean, you gotta work, work together in, in that too uh, to win. So I love, I love winning. So competition, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you play any NBA games? I play I play 2K, but I don't play 2K anymore because I mean 2K is, is normal now. Like, this two thousands like so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like it, you do the same thing over and over and get over again in that game. You just earn badges, and I don't feel like doing that no more. All right, All right. in a video game, if you had a go-to player, who is that go-to player? Kyrie Irving. Yes. <laughs> You're not influenced on that decision at all. No. This guy. This Why is Kyrie? Uh, it's, my, it's been my my favorite player uh, ever since I seen him in high school. Do you, uh, do you watch him and think? And try to do things like there are things about his game that you study. I mean, I, yeah, there's, there are things about his game I study, but I don't try to like do like the same thing as him because I'm, I'm gonna be my own self. But I, t I just take some some stuff away from his game and we just play in my game. So you get asked by media guys like me, like who do you <laughs> model your game after and things like that. So what is the line between watching somebody and studying them and yet still trying to be yourself? Uh, I mean, by just watching somebody, I mean. I, I honestly don't even watch. I watch him a lot, but I, I watch myself more because I mean you can you learn stuff by, from watching yourself more more than watching other players because you're the one actually making the reads and, and I can see how, how fast I am and uh, just how how I'm playing. Are you to the point now where you kind of know what it's going to look like on film, or are you still surprised by some of the things you see? Um, I would say. You should see Jeff's face right now. I'll be surprised by some of the stuff I really make. <laughs> Um, when I, 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 I find myself, when I speed myself up, uh, just making bad plays, just, just head scratches, and I, I gotta stop. I know I gotta stop some of the, some of those plays. Though. Most guys are surprised when they see themselves. I think every player knows when you're not playing well. But there are times during a game, and I, I know I was like this as a player, where a coach can say something like, "Hey, you got to see this," or "You, I see it." Or a ref calls, I didn't do this, I didn't do it. And then you watch tape and it's like, wow, I can't believe I look like that. And what the really good player learns is that you don't want to look like that. So you want to see yourself because you don't want to look like that. You want to see yourself in a positive light. And that's why it's good that he studies himself. I think that was a great answer because that's what the really good guys learn how to do. You, you, a really good player never wants to look bad. And uh, it's important to study yourself so you don't look bad. All right, X, I'm glad you quit Fortnite before I had to school you. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on the start of the season. Best of luck Thank tomorrow you. night, and uh, happy holidays to you and your family. Thank you, too. All right, Xavier Johnson, we're going to be joined by Trey McGowan. Saudis, Tony's yet to join us here on Jeff Capel's radio show here on the Pitt Panthers radio network. Murphy jumps it to McGowan, gets it to the baseline. We got a jam from Champagne. The Panthers have their first lead since early first half, 52-50. And welcome back to the Peterson Events Center on the Jeff Capel Show here on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. We are joined by Audis Tony. And Audis, um, I'm going to ask you the same question I started with X and just ask you your thoughts on the year eight and three at this point in the season. Um, I think we're doing uh, very well. Like, uh, Coach been preaching this, it's going to be hard for us to like, outbeat teams like talent wise. So we got to be the needy greedy team. And we, we've been doing that the most part so far. So. And I think that's going to be heading the right way. So, and we need to keep doing that. It seems like you've picked up in that area. Is that is that true? Yes, sir. Uh, I just have to do what I got to do just to get my team involved and whatever it is to do to get a win. So that's what I do. 
do you look at yourself in those situations as leading? Like, I, I'm going to go out there and lead by, I'm going to hustle, I'm going to get on the floor, I'm going to do whatever it takes? That's, a, that's, that's what Coach has been preaching. We need leaders on the team. And that's what me, Trey, and X will be doing as leading as the returners and even Terrell Brown as well. But we all lead as example on the court for the younger ones. You know, Deese has really picked up his talk as of late, and I think it's really helped our team. And I think it's helped him. Um, he, he's, I think he's played very, very well here uh, recently and look forward to him continuing to get better. Jeff, what are some of the little things that Audis does that maybe the casual fan wouldn't notice? Well, I think it's a lot. I think it's a lot to me, and it's, 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 it's the ultimate compliment. I think he's like the perfect glue guy. And what I mean is that he does a little bit of everything. He normally defends one of, if not the other team's best player, regardless of position. <laughs> so one of the things with him, because of his toughness and his competitiveness and his strength, he can guard bigger guys so that he rebounds the basketball. You know, he's a better offensive player than he's shown. It's, I think he gets down on himself, and if he misses something early that he knows he can make, he gets down and maybe he puts a little bit of pressure. I think these guys, at times, I think they want to do well so bad. And if they're not, they get down on themselves, and it affects them. And what we've tried to talk about is next play mentality. Like, you're not going to be perfect. There's never been a perfect player. But do what you do. Embrace what you do. Love what you do and do it really, really well. And he's starting to do that. I mean, we don't win that tournament down in Florida without him. Rutgers, we were right there against Louisville for a good part of it, especially the second half. And a big, the biggest thing in the Louisville game, I thought, it wasn't the tech. It was, it was the fact that with 844, five-point game, he picked up his fourth foul. That was the biggest thing because we had to set him. And he was playing so well doing everything. In that game, he was scoring a little bit, but defending and rebounding. And uh, I think he's only going to continue to get better because I think his offense will start to come around. Adis, you've always been a guy that, like, hey, I'll take the best, I'm going to take their best player and try to shut them down? Yes, sir. I've always been like that. Ever since I was little, I've always been competitive. I have older brothers, so, like, it's just been, like, built in me. Like, I always got to play the best player or I got to do this to win this game. So, like, that's what I defeat off of. All right, who's tougher in practice, you or Hamilton? Uh, that's me regardless. I'm, I'm you never gonna say it. Like, but that's my man. Though, like, he really, he really a competitor and a beast. And whatever he does, he like he's hard worker and everything. But I'm still gonna pick myself. I, I know you had and Jeff. We were talking about this in the break. A very successful quarter academically or semester <laughs> academically. Uh, yeah. Congratulations. Really proud of him. I mean, he he did a heck of a job. Our academic advisor Mike does a hell of a job with our players but our players do a good job too and I know they don't Mike gets on their nerves sometimes but the reward at the end one of the coolest things for me was yesterday we announced it in front of the team that he had the highest GPA for the semester and uh probably about an hour later I have a text from his mom she didn't believe it <laughs> <laughs> and uh I confirmed it and just seeing how happy he was how proud he was and also seeing the joy that it brought to his mom too and how serious do you take that? I mean, people see the athletic side, but it is student-athlete. Like, how much time are you putting into that side of it? You got to put in a lot of work because, like, it's not – nothing's given to you. So, like, it's just a lot of late-night studying and, like, tests and stuff like that. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't really good at, in school and stuff like that. Like, I'm not the best, but, like, I just make it work. So that's what I do.
You know, you miss a lot of holidays when you're up here. What's something you miss from family meal that you really wish you had? Oh, my gosh. It's, it's a lot of options. But I really like, because I'm a southern kid, I really like chitlins. So, like, <laughs> that's, my favorite, that's my favorite thing to eat, like chitlins. I tell my mom when I come back home from the, for Christmas holiday break, I need some chitlins. So she's got a list. Uh, here, here, here's what, here's what you need to bring. Yeah, what are those family meetings like? You guys are tight, like yeah, it's just, joking around yeah, family? Yeah, it's, no, it's never a dull moment. Like, it's always <laughs> something's going to happen. Like, it's, you might as well just be ready to laugh because, like, yeah. it's always uh, a funny moment. When he's around, there's always laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we continue here on Jeff's radio show, we're going to be joined by your teammate, Trey McGowan's. What should we ask him? What's a good question to ask Trey? <laughs> You can ask Trey anything. Ask him about his dog. Uh, his dog? Yeah. All right, we'll do that as we continue here on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. The 10-point lead for the Cardinals, but McGowan's intercepts. McGowan's flying in for the dunk. <laughs> Welcome back to the Jeff Capel Radio Show here on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. We are joined by sophomore Trey McGowan's from the south. You, you like these teen temperatures? No, sir, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming off 18 points in your last game, and your scoring has picked up here over the last few games. What's been key for you in, in getting that part of the game going? Just losing myself in the team. Um, that's a big thing. Coach Capel stresses just lose yourself in the team because everything else will take care of itself after that. What does that mean, Jeff? What it means, you know, I, I think at times, you know, you, you heard me say earlier, these guys want to do well so bad. And at times, that can put you can put pressure on yourself. And when you get lost in the game, get lost in the team, you're worried about the team. And one of the things I talk to these guys about a lot is talking when you're on the court, talking defensively, talking offensively. When you do that, normally you're not thinking about you. You're thinking about the team. And if you're thinking about the team, your natural talent will take over. And he is very talented. And... One of my favorite things about our last game, Northern Illinois, is seeing him smile again, seeing him have fun. He was under control. He was composed. Look, he's been our leading scorer basically all year, and uh, I think he's played well, at times really well. The thing we're trying to get him to do is to be really good all the time and get that consistency. These guys are still young. They're just sophomores. And so getting them to understand that for him and, and, and X especially – it's different because they come into this season now with expectations and people are gearing for him. And that's a different thing to prepare for. And I think he's done a good job. I think, like you said, he's getting better and better. And uh, we're excited about where he's going to go. Trey, how much of what you do offensively is triggered by your defense? I mean, I like to say everything. Um, defense is something that I just enjoyed since I was little. Um, I don't know, just – creates offense, um, whether it's for the team or for me, just getting out, just energy. Is that something, too, if you're struggling on offense, you can really work defensively to kind of like get an easy hoop, get a transition bucket, get yourself going in that regard? Yes, sir, whether it's in passing lanes or on the ball still. Jeff was maybe a little uh, understated when he said your athletic ability. Like, <laughs> you can get up. I, I, how, when did you first – when were you first able to dunk? Um, it first happened in 10th grade year. It was on a fast break, but I had gotten undercut it, so I kind of came down on the rim, so I don't know if you count that or not. <laughs> I counted it. Yeah, it should count it. When you get, all right, when you're 
when you get and you know you're on a fast break and you're heading down towards the foul line, like what's going through your mind? Like, my, do you have different dunk options? Like, how, how are you going? How are you playing that in your head? Uh, I mean, I'm playing it safe. I'm just <laughs> either, either good answer. Basic one hand or basic two hand. <laughs> do you feel the crowd get excited when you make a play like that? Yes, sir. Do you? Does it ever? Thinking in your mind, like, hey, I, I gotta make a, I, I want to make a play. I want, I need to get everybody going. Um, I mean, yes, sir. Most definitely it does, but I mean, it can either help you or hurt you. Your dad was a heck of an athlete. I mean, basketball and football and, and, and college. I mean, what did you learn from your pop, and uh, what are some of the attributes that that you think you have from him? Um, I guess just play playing both sports. I didn't really have an option growing up. He made me play both um, until I got my first offer, then I could choose from there. But, I mean, just seeing how hard he worked. What kind of football player were you? I was actually pretty good at football. Yeah? And I got offered. Receiver, right? Yes, sir, receiver and safety. And then I got offered 10th grade year. And then my dad was like, now you can choose whatever you want to do. And then so I just gave up football. You could see him being a really good receiver. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you miss it? Yes, sir. It just once playoff time came, it was it was fun, but it was just so cold. And when you getting hit, <laughs> your hands cold. There's a trend here with football and getting yeah. hit. Getting hit, man. You can get hit on the court, but they can't hit you like they do in football. All right, Adis told me to ask it, told us to ask you about your dog. Tell us about your dog. Um, I, he's a labradoodle. He's like 15 weeks now. So how big, like roughly? He got big quick. <laughs> What's his, his, her? He, his name's King. Keen? King? King, is it? Oh, King. Yep. And why? I don't know. <laughs> I was just thinking of it. I couldn't find a regular name. All right, so we've heard with when you become a, a parent and you can go home and that child loves you unconditionally. When you go home and King's there, does that, like, make you, help you forget about what happened and just give you a good mindset? Yes, sir. As soon as I walk in the house... Or open open my bedroom door. He just runs and jumps on me. Cool feeling. Yeah. I have a dog, so I know yeah. the feeling too. Do you do you ever walk King when you know like ladies are out <laughs> walking King around? Like some people can come over. <laughs> yeah. like, hey. Um, not really. Since he like likes to be touched and just likes a lot of attention, I try to keep him on the sidewalk by himself. What have you learned? Is this the first dog you've ever had? Uh, I had one when I was little, but it was more my dad's dog because I was kind of too young to take care of it. Or, or maybe you promised to take care of it and then you didn't. <laughs> like well, <my> yeah, <laughs> he, he had it. He had it before I was born. What, what's been the toughest part of being a dog owner? Mm, it was just when they were when I had first got him. He wasn't really trained. But that only that only took a week, so that was good. I imagine like this morning, like you take him out to do his business, he's gonna be like. It's cold. Like, do, do you get those moments, too, with, with King? I just kind of put the leash in my pocket and put my hands in my pocket and walk with him like that. <laughs> uh, best of luck. Thank you. Um, I wish you happy holidays uh, to you and your family, and uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having Trey. me. Yes, Trey McGowan's joining us. We'll have more of the Jeff Capel Radio Show here on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. Jeff Hathorne here with the head coach of the Pitt Panthers, Jeff Capel. It is Christmas time. Uh, what's that like around your household right now? It's exciting. I have three young kids, 12, 10, and 7. And so uh, it's, it's really, really exciting to get to spend time with them and to 
see their excitement, but also try to teach them about what Christmas means. It's not just getting, it's giving, it's showing appreciation, it's love, and all those different things. But it's, it's, it's very, very exciting. What do you remember about your Christmases as a kid? I, I remember them being excited, exciting, uh, couldn't wait to get up, couldn't sleep the night before, trying to see if Santa's going to come, if you heard him. One of my favorite memories is, is every Christmas, you know, we'd open up gifts, stuff would be, you know, set out and things like that. But my dad had this thing that he always did with me and my brother. He always had a special gift that he got us, and my mom didn't really know about it. And it was always wrapped in newspaper. And so when we were younger, he just kind of spring it on us as we got a little bit older, you know, right around 10, 11, 12, like it would be under the tree. So you'd see the regular gifts wrapped, but then you see his and you try to figure out what it was. That's cool. Yeah, it was very, very cool. Is there one of those presents that sticks out in your mind? Yeah, for me, my favorite gift that I got were the first pair of Jordans, the Jordan 1s oh. when they first came out. Um, I guess that's what started my love of sneakers. I wanted those shoes. That probably was about 85, I think, 84, 85. And they were the original ones, the ones that the NBA banned. So it was the black and red ones that matched the uh, jerseys of those, the Bulls. Yeah. If you remember, the NBA banned them, so they had to put a little bit of white in them. But So I had the original ones. So it was pretty those, exciting. Those were pretty sweet. Yeah, they were. I wish I had them now. <laughs> <laughs> now, were you and Jason just, were you angels? Never no. fought, never wanted each other's gifts. Nah, man. We, we fought all the time. It's interesting. <laughs> we, we fought up until I left to go to college. And then I went to college and I missed him. And so we were always close because he was always big for his age. So when I got to high school, you know, when Jason was in seventh, seventh, the summer going to his seventh grade year after sixth grade, he was 6'6". Six, six. And so he was just, he was always with me and my friends because he was so big. And, uh... So we've been close ever since. To have this, not only do you coach and work with them, but to have the holidays where you guys can spend time together, yeah. what's that mean for you? It's cool. It's really cool for our kids to get to spend time. You know, normally we get together like on Christmas Eve and get the kids together, either at our place or his place. But just to see that, and to, you know, it's, funny, you know, it's pretty funny to watch like my son with his oldest son. They're around the same age. And, it reminds me of us. It reminds me of us with our cousins. We have a cousin that's like our brother. And so just seeing that, you know, you get memories of back when we were little. In ways, it's a whole different toy world now it's, than it was when we were kids. Yeah. Is, there, is there something that your kids ask for you and you think, man, I wish I had that? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are spoiled. Um, you know, I, I was spoiled too. I mean, we were spoiled, too. My mom and dad found a way, really, whatever we had on our list, you know, we got it. You know, how, whether Santa bought it, parents bought it, you know, whatever, like, we were able to get it. And so my kids are the same way. We try to figure out a way to, to make it happen. Uh, my 12-year-old has very expensive tastes now. <laughs> so that's, that's been interesting. And it probably time. revolves around a phone or a uh, watch. All kind of All stuff. Those Name things. the above, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you haven't, we, we were discussing, you haven't been mall shopping in a while. I do not know the last time I've been to a mall. I have not been to the mall since I've May been I congratulate here. you, yes. please. And uh, when we were in North Carolina, I tried to not go. And so <laughs> it's, it's shopping is easier now because you, with Amazon, you can get everything. 
Right. And you can order stuff online. And so I'll go to a couple of other stores, but not try to avoid more. For the busy basketball coach, it makes it easier to be able to sit in your office and go. It makes it easier. And then it gives me a chance. One of my favorites. I love going to the grocery store. I love it. I absolutely love it. And so that's my fix of going and doing that. I don't like malls and things. So it gives me a chance. I can avoid the mall spend a little bit more time. All right, so store. holiday music is everywhere now. Yeah. What, what's the song? What's the holiday My song? favorite holiday song is Silent Night by The Temptations. And it's, it's that because it reminds me of my dad. And every time I hear it, I think back to him when I was little riding in the car. I've heard it this morning when I was driving in and I turned it up. And especially the part where the guy with the baritone voice, when he starts singing, it just always takes me back to being in the car with my dad and him singing that part. That was his favorite part. And uh, so that's it for me. All right, there's a game before Christmas break starts tomorrow night here at the Peterson Event Center against Binghamton. We're going to ask Jeff what that challenge is going to be like tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, as we continue here on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. Eight and three Panthers back home tomorrow night, 7 o'clock here at the Peterson Event Center. And Jeff, this Binghamton team, it seems like every challenge especially this week there's a score and sesums i mean he can drop it about 20 a game big or more score, big time score two games ago against uh, boston university at 40 and so uh he, he he was the america east rookie of the year he was in top five in scoring and assist uh, and rebounding you know that's the other thing about him it's such a small guy is 21 offensive rebounds almost two a game um but he can really score He's creative off the bounce. He has the green light. He can shoot it, shoot it with range. And, uh, you know, just like the kid German that we just played, right. he has some similarities. They're a team also. They shoot a lot of threes. They average almost 29 threes a game and make about 10 a game. And so that's going to be imperative for us is to be able to contain penetration but then also get out to shooters. Well, we saw with German and with that challenge with Northern Illinois, they'll stop at 28 feet and fire. Did you see this on tape with yeah. Binghamton? And certainly with Sessoms. I mean, he'll do that. He has the green light to do that. And then the thing with them is that their five-man can shoot threes, especially like the, the group they starred, all five guys can shoot it. And so they just spread you out. They'll put Sessoms in ball screens, see what you do there. Their five-man will pop and – they can all shoot the basketball. With Christmas coming, is there, is there any talk to the guys like, hey, this is it yeah. before 10 days, like give it everything you got? We've talked about that, and it's something as a coach you always worry about. You can't go on break before we leave. And so we need to finish this out the right way. Um, one of the things that you battle with this game, the game right before Christmas, is obviously your opponent, but you're also battling human nature. If you look at everything, campus is dead. No one's here. They're done with exams, so there's no school, and they know a break is coming. The biggest thing for us is that we can't be gone until that game is over with tomorrow night. We have to take care of business, and we'll know right away because we need to defend at a high level. We have to talk, and what we do, uh, you know, especially taking away threes, we have to be ready to do that. In our last 30 here, who do you rely on in that room to help make sure that message gets Pushed across. You know, that's tough. I mean, we, we, we try to rely on our older guys, but our older guys are young, young right. sophomores, and then Terrell, like those guys said. And so we try to rely on them. Eric is a little bit older. He's been around. He's been a part of success at UNCG and Wichita State. So hopefully we've talked about it enough where they understand it, and then they're 
you know, relaying the message to each other. All right, Binghamton is here tomorrow night again, 7 o'clock. We'll start pregame here on the Pitt Panthers radio network at 6.30. Jeff, thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and everyone, and I appreciate it. Yeah, enjoy the holiday. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks here on the Jeff Capel radio show on the Pitt Panthers radio network.